Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Robots Radio presents... Welcome to the Cyberpunk Lorecast, where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. All right, Cyberpunks, welcome back. This week, we have a heavy but short and sweet news episode about Cyberpunk 2077. And that would make sense because we just crossed the threshold of one year since Cyberpunk 2077 released. So congratulations on Cyberpunk 2077 turning one year old. And with that milestone behind us we have had a lot of people reviewing the game and putting out videos about hey congratulations cyberpunk you you're a year old let's take a take a look see how things have come along in the last year and to nobody's surprise who listens to this show regularly they've the consensus has basically been oh well this game still feels like an early release But the consensus has also been that at least you can play through all the games. There are no bugs in the game at this point that keep you from finishing the experience. And overall, the experience is enjoyable. It is something that is worth playing through. The characters are great. The story is a lot of fun and a lot of the same things that we talk about here all the time. So let's get that behind us. It is still worth picking up. And I saw it on sale this morning. Just this morning, I was browsing through Slick Deals, saw it on sale, Cyberpunk 2077 on sale at GameStop for, uh, I believe it was PlayStation 4, used copies for $5. $5. This is the lowest I've seen it. I don't think it's going to go below $5. So if you have not picked this game up yet, just go get it. Just go get it already. Go pick up a, a used copy for 5 bucks. So moving on. We've got a few different articles to to talk about today. So let's start out with a surprising Game of the Year award. And I'm not talking about the Game Awards, which was kind of lackluster this year. IGN Japan just released its top 10 games of the year. And when the American Game Awards don't do something that really shake things up and make things interesting. You can always depend on the Japanese to do something kind of wacky and, you know, out from left field. Cyberpunk 2077, the PC version at least, landed at number one on the top 10 games of the year award from IGN Japan. And that's kind of nuts. Number two, Metroid Dread. Number three, It Takes Two. Number four, Monster Hunter Rise. Five, Forza Horizon 5, an awesome game. There's also some other cool games in here. Deathloop, Hades, Resident Evil Village. Some cool stuff. Nope. Cyberpunk takes first place. I I don't understand the reasoning for this. I think there were probably better games that came out last year. I love me some Cyberpunk, but like we mentioned before, it's not without its problems 
but the Japanese love it. So congratulations, Cyberpunk. You got a Game of the Year award, even though you haven't fixed all your bugs and we're desperately waiting for the patches and stuff to come out, which are still just a few months away. And all of the things that you've been promising, multiplayer mode, maybe coming down the line. So congratulations for that. So in other news, The Verge sat down with Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss to talk about The Matrix, but also brought up some cyberpunk stuff recently. And the the hottest take in all of this was this little snippet right here. Um, do you play video games? No. No, really? No. Even cyberpunk? No, I mean, I've seen um, demonstrations, but I've never played it. Now, if that hits you as a little bit odd. I know the first time I heard this and, uh, and watched the clip, uh, there's something kind of perked up in the back of my brain. And I was like, hmm, this something sounds off about this. Well, it's because that previously months ago, there was a post by CDPR, uh, specifically the games director that said that Keanu Reeves had played cyberpunk and he loved the game. This was part of the marketing push that went out probably about a year ago when the game came out and that was in fact a lie now how much of a lie well they showed him the game and he loved it he didn't actually play the game so there was kind of a white lie associated with it he didn't play it for himself he experienced the game by being shown it and he loved it, is what they should have said, but of course they didn't. So this has the internet in an uproar. Um, now, marketing being marketing, they always fudge the truth a little bit, but that doesn't excuse the truth here being what they should have said, right? So let's slap their hand again. CDPR, you should be telling the truth. What are you doing here? But Keanu, he likes the game. He just didn't play it. Now, the interview goes on a little bit longer, and this is the really fun part here. Did you know that in Cyberpunk, they were hacking a character? You were the most requested hack to make a, a character that you could have sex with be you, be your character? Yes. And it got to a point where the, the game developer said, no, you can't do this, because we're not sure if we have permission to do this. Oh. But, I mean, now that I have you, like, what do you think about that? Oh my god, it's always nice when it's nice, and you know. Yeah. It was affection. I, yeah. on the other hand, say no, thank you. <laughs> so that's a no, <laughs> no from you. No, thank you. But well, Keanu's fine with no, it. No, because <laughs> <laughs> it's always nice when it's nice. Keanu, totally, totally fine with it. He finds it flattering. Carrie Ann Moss, on the other hand, uh, I'm sure has had different experiences with these kinds of things in her life, and she's like, yeah, no. <laughs> so, uh, completely different perspectives on that. But Keanu. Uh, it's totally fine with it. If you want to hack him into the game in order to, you know, do the dirty, then hey, he seems to think it's pretty cool. So in other <laughs> in other news, we have a, a Akira Superbike that has been designed. This thing looks amazing. If you are listening to this episode on audio, then tune into the Cyberpunk Lorecast YouTube channel and check this out in the video version. This thing is by Ducati. It is an Akira bike. It looks like very much like the bike from the anime. We talked about the anime on a recent episode and oh my God, look at this thing. It is intense. Holy moly. 
It says here in this article from yonkodesign.com, the flashy red Kaneda superbike from the sci-fi flick Akira, released in 1988, imprinted a lasting impression for the pop universe in the 80s. And the legend is still alive. After all, who can forget the wide and low body jet like bike speeding the the Tokyo Highway? And um, this uh, this it goes on. It says it is built around the Ducati Dival Cruiser bike. The aggressive Akira bike here gets the donor bikes trellis frame with the extra framework to support the rider on long journeys, a jet inspired cockpit draped in carbon elements and an L-twin interior combustion engine with a set of turbochargers for more power delivery. The massive spherical Pirelli P0 tires and the colossal front air intakes give it the cyberpunk-worthy appeal, and rightly so. This is this is amazing. You guys need to take a look at it. I'm going to put a link for this in the show notes and underneath the video. And man, this thing, I mean, this thing's real. This is amazing. If ever you wanted to feel like Kaneda riding down the highway, smacking gang members with a wrench, this is the bike you need to be using. This is, it's beautiful. I mean, this is freaking beautiful. I've never really wanted to ride a motorcycle before, but you got to check this out. So let's go back to Cyberpunk 2077 specifically for these last two articles. Do you remember the drama around the legal issues that CDPR was having this time last year? Do you remember this? They were sued over false and misleading statements about Cyberpunk's 2077's playability on previous-gen consoles. According to the uh, lawsuit that was filed back in December of last year, CDPR put out misleading statements about the way it ran, saying that it ran surprisingly well on PS4 and Xbox One, and this, of course, didn't turn out to be accurate. Well, according to PCGamer.com, quote, that legal action may soon wrap up with a reasonably happy ending for all involved. However, the studio announced earlier this week that the proceedings in that case have been put on hold because a settlement is being negotiated instead. If all involved can come to an agreement, the settlement will be presented to the court for approval. Now, of course, this doesn't mean that they are... Um, agreeing that they did something wrong. That's not how court proceedings work. This just means that they came to an agreement in order to pay a certain amount of money in order to make the lawsuit go away. So whether we see what those specific details or not is yet to be determined, but it looks like this is at least going to disappear and CD Projekt Red won't have to deal with this anymore. So that's the news on that. Now, our final article here is I think one that you guys will find most interesting because it, it turns out that um, you remember the missions that you play with Jackie in the game in the first intro section of the game before the title screen happens. Everybody loves Jackie. He's such a good character. Well, we've all been wondering, you know, what happened during that time? Were those cut sequences from the game? Are those things that were in the game before and were removed? Could we ever go back and play them? Are they going to be DLC? What's what was going on with those? And we have an answer now. So our good buddy Paul Tassi did some reporting on this. There was a video that actually went up on Story Mode's YouTube channel 
and they interviewed the senior cinematic designer and narrative director from CDPR. And uh, I'm not going to attempt to pronounce their names, but hello to both of them, <laughs> because, of course, I'm so bad at these Polish names. And they answered the question. And there's a translation here. This is all in Polish, but it basically is translated. And the answer is, quote, from my perspective, if we spent those six months here with Jackie from the screenplay structure point of view, it would be stretching it for super long. And then here the actual action starts and it starts at the end of the heist. Oh, spoilers, by the way, when you get the chip with Johnny Silverhand in your head, expanding the game on this part, just like doing gigs with Jackie around the city. Sure, it's cool. But it's just open world world formula with a particular goal for the character or conflict. And just like this guy trying to earn some money, but there's no real tension to it. Once you start dying and the cyber terrorist from the past is in your head, that's where the tension arises. So a few a few points here. One, their answer is that that content wasn't actually built out. The little glimpses that we get of you and Jackie hanging out were specifically made for the, the little sequence that you get to see, those were not cut content that were just snipped together in order to kind of fill it up, fill in the game and, and get the game out the door. That, that content does not exist. That is just built for the game. Two, they didn't think that allowing the player to play through that part of the game would work for a few reasons. One, it would pad out the game and the game would be way too long. Two, if you were to spend a considerable amount of time just hanging out with Jackie, running around the city and doing stuff, well, uh, first of all, it would be too linear. You you would only be doing those specific missions and you wouldn't be either moving around the city in an open world way, which was the point of the game, or two, if you were moving around the city in an open world kind of way, you would just be hanging out with Jackie, doing things without any real kind of ticking time kind of goal. You wouldn't have the tension of the real point of the game, the idea of Johnny in your head and trying to solve that issue. You'd be missing the point of what the whole structure of the majority of the game is supposed to be, which doesn't match the main narrative, which makes sense. It's not the, the main story. It's a completely separate story. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that that couldn't be its own story and have its own narrative with its own goal but it would be a different story. And that's not the point of the game as a whole. So to their point, it it's a different idea. And so they needed to kind of skip through it in order to give you a character, introduce you to the character, get us to like that character and create a tragedy that catapults you into the main story and get you through it relatively quickly. So I get that. That makes sense. I can I can understand where they're coming from with that. But I would love to hear your thoughts. I want to know what you think about this. So let me know. Send me a tweet. Join us on the Robots Radio Discord and send me some thoughts on this. So like I said, short and sweet episode. Some really cool news articles this week. Check out the links that I've included in the show notes for more details. And let's go thank our patrons before we head out.
All right, so here we are. This is the moment where we get to thank our patrons and talk to you guys. I hope you are okay with the shorter episode. There's just hasn't been a ton of other stuff to talk about lately, but I know things are going to turn around soon. We're also getting to the end of the year, so I wanted to address some stuff having to do with that as well. So first of all, thank you to all of our patrons. You guys are the absolute best. And um, just a reminder, there are two of you who are signed up as tier four patrons who have not added your addresses in, which means in, I don't know, about a month or so when the t-shirts start going out, you're not going to be able to get your t-shirts. So make sure that you get your addresses in there. And I'm just going to call you guys out because you, you need to get your addresses in J Ray and fumbling Four. So make sure you get your t-shirts. Um, so get that stuff in there. Also, if you are interested in getting t-shirts or stickers, then make sure you sign up on the Patreon. So if we've done anything, if I've done anything to help you get through your work days, your work weeks, your drive to work or getting ready for the holidays because they're coming up real soon. Go to patreon.com slash cyberpunk lorecast and check out the different tiers, ad free episodes, t-shirts. They're coming soon. All sorts of fun stuff. Um, but yeah, please, please put your address in there. I want you to get the cool stuff that you're paying for. So go get it. Also, patrons who are signed up at the fully upgraded tier, tier four, we are moving up the patron chat a week earlier, which means this coming weekend, Sunday night, this coming weekend, 9 p.m. Eastern time, we will be chatting about the Matrix because we're going to be talking about the cyberpunk elements in the Matrix. And the new Matrix movie is coming out just after that, a few days later. So we will be prepping and ready to talk about that maybe at a later time, too. So all sorts of fun stuff coming. If you want to talk about the Matrix with us, make sure that you join us before that happens. If you do sign up after that chat, then you can always send in your thoughts this month later on the topic and we will plug it into a future episode. So don't worry. You can still get your thoughts on the show. You just might not be able to join us during the live show. We always try to do the patron chat as late in the month as we can so that anybody who signs up during the month can join us. But this will just be kind of a, a weird month. And then at the end of the month, things are going to be very busy for me. I've got a bunch of family coming into town, lots of holiday stuff going on. So I'm going to be taking a week off. So just so you guys know, last week in the month, Week off month, week off week, words are hard. And then I'll be back first of uh, <laughs> first week of January with a new episode. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy your holidays and stay safe in Night City. I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for being here. Thanks for tuning in to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network, smart podcasts for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check.
check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Following is a public service announcement from the Starter Set Dungeons and Dragons podcast. This is your D&D campaign. This is the Starter Set podcast. You know how like poison frogs don't lick each other's backs. So it's How's Moving Castle mm-hmm. with a face. Mm-hmm. Hey there, I'm Great Mandibles. Because <laughs> one of the party speaks abyssal. You're all going to die. <laughs> and then adventure falls into your lap. Plop. This is your D&D campaign after listening to the Starter Set podcast. <laughs> so join Sam and Ed every Friday on the Starter Set podcast for prime Dungeons & Dragons content. Any questions? Hey Guardians, we are the Destiny Show Podcast, a weekly podcast about all things Destiny 2. We invite amazing guests from the Destiny community to share their stories and discuss the latest topics from the world of Destiny. Check us out on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We will see you starside. Well, do you know your video game lovers? Have you ever wondered how your video game bays stack up against all the other delectable digital dates? I'm Genesis, the girl whose motto in life is love, laugh, tequila. And on Two Girls, One Ship, we analyze, rate, and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. And I'm Vervada, the hopeless romantic cat lady and lifelong gamer. But you should know that our podcast centers on character and romance analysis and doesn't shy away from exploring the fun of physical connection. Or from the deep emotional connections built between two characters, using specific in-game dialogue and the overall narrative journey. So join the two girls, one ship, shipsters, and remember... Beauty is in the eye of the controller.